Pursuing your future doesn't end at 40. In fact, it may mark the beginning of knowing who you are, what you're capable of, and what you really want. But knowing what's next and how to get there can be a challenge, especially when old narratives play on repeat. Liberty Road is here to share stories so that you can consider your possibilities, pursue your purpose, and move into your future with intention. I'm your host, Netta Jones, and we're here to listen, learn, and liberate dreams one episode at a time. Well, hello, Liberty listeners. Welcome to another episode of Liberty Road. And today we get to hear from one of my dearest besties, longtime friend, Lori Renfeld, who is the owner of True Love Always. And she's going to introduce us to, to her endeavor and what she's done to get that started. And I'm really, really excited that you guys get to hear from her. It's a treat for me and it will be a treat for you. Lori, welcome to the show. Thank you. This is so fun. I'm so happy to be here. I know it is so fun. And in all transparency, we're just going to tell our audience that Lori has been kind enough. This is take two. We realized at the end of the interview that we didn't press record. So in four years, I think that's only the second time that that's happened. So what we did is we filled up our once coffee <laughs> cups and we got some wine Cheers. and we're starting over. <laughs> So Lori, why don't you just tell us a little bit about what True Love Always is and how you got into retail? True Love Always is a lifestyle boutique, and I think of it as a concept store. It's highly curated by me, and it is, it's my brand. So it's things that I love, that I've used in my homes, that I wear, it's jewelry, it's products, um, clothing, home accessories. It's like a little, and I, I don't even know if I should say it, but like a little tiny baby goop. It's that kind yeah. of thing. It's a little bit of yeah. everything that I love. So, and, yeah. and it's stuff that I've used over the years and in homes and remodels and favorite jewelry. It's things I found on in travels, and I, I remodeled a store with the same vibe in mind that it's things that I love. So even the, yeah. the cabinet that I had my cabinet maker make for the store, he worked in my home and he built things for me there. So it's all about bringing together the things that I love. And I want to say it truly is like walking into your closet or walking into your home. Having done those things, I yeah. know that like everything in there is something that you would wear, you would own. And it's so nice that you get a, a place to share all of those things because I assume, I mean, I know in the circles that you and I are in that so many people will say like, oh, Lori, I love that outfit or I love what you've done to your home. But I assume that a lot of people have over the years sort of reinforced this idea of, hey, you are a great curator. You have great taste. That is so sweet and so lovely. And, and it, it, it does kind of come from that. We all have our thing. And, um, and mine, you know, it has been over the years fashion and home decor and remodeling homes. And, yeah. and you learn over time. I mean, your style evolves. But 
you are who you are. And, and I've, I've gotten a lot of, where did you get that? I want to know, you know, I want that. Where did that come from? Whether it's in my house or on my body. And so over the years, you know, Jeff, my husband was like, I think you've got something here. Yeah. People want to know things about you and you should, you should capitalize on that. So that was part of the, the beginning of true love always was just sort of sharing like what I love, what I know, what brings me joy, you know? Yeah. I love that you're actually doing the sharing part because I think a lot of people who perhaps get complimented about those sorts of things, whether it's again, what's in their home or what they're wearing tend to maybe not want to share because they want to be exclusive, intentional or not. And what I love is that you actually are, you're willing to share those things and say, you can have this too. This can be, I can give you access to this as well. Exactly. And, and it is, I mean, I, I totally hear you because I mean, there are times when you're like, okay, I got to keep something for myself. Like I cannot (laughs) tell you where I get my bras, like, you know, (laughs) like enough already. But at the same time, it is such a huge compliment. It is, you know, the old saying imitation is the greatest form of of flattery. And it really is. It really is. And, and I, I'm not one to say I want to hide the face cream I use or I want right. to hide, like, why? Why not share it? Why not let others have these things that I love in their homes or on their person? It takes nothing away from me. And the concept of true love always, in addition to sharing with people the things that you wear and the things that you um, you know use in your home, it's also some people that you've purchased from, like brands that you've purchased from that have become friends or friends that started to develop brands. And part of it was to bring those people more awareness and, and to show showcase them, so to speak, to mm-hmm. your customer. Is that part of the name even? Like it's true love of product, but even these relationships that you've built. Absolutely, absolutely. It's fun to meet interesting people, creative yeah. people, I want to support them. Some have become friends and some were friends many years ago. And I was lucky enough to to say, hey, I purchased your jewelry before. I love it. I love what you do. I want it in my store. Um, So it's, it's all about supporting other women, actually, and men that, you know, I love. I love who they are and I love what they do. I'm actually wearing a piece that I believe. Yeah, I you that's my it. friend Vicky. Yeah. Sway Intuit is her brand. Um, and I met her many, many years ago in Chicago. And I love, that's one of my absolute favorite pieces. Um, and I had to have it in the store. Like, I felt like the store wouldn't even be complete Aww. without carrying those because they mean a lot to me. And I, I would... They're such a beautiful, unique piece of jewelry, and you can wear it yeah. so many different ways, um, yeah. and as a bracelet, and all the things. But also, it's it's meaningful to me, and I, I would give them as gifts. They're great gifts. It's just beautiful, and I also love the the story, the the history that that we have. The same way that I feel about you and doing this and supporting each other. Yeah, it's important to do that. 
Yeah. I also love that um, having been in the store, having had the pleasure of being in the store for your launch, but then also being in the store when you weren't there to, to take some of my girlfriends to shop, Yeah, that the store has a variety of product. I mean, you've got some high, high stuff, and then you've got some stuff where you can walk out of there less than $50, less than $100. And I think this is one of those really special pieces. It's, it's a couple hundred dollars, but you can walk out of there and have a, a really beautiful, unique, some thing. Like I've gotten so many compliments yeah. on it and I have worn it as a bracelet and yeah. I bought another piece for, for my daughter, for Sophia and have a piece of the store, have a piece of this kind of relationship that you have with Vicky. The curation is not all high. Was that intentional, Lori, to kind of be high low? It is very intentional. And it's again, it comes back to me, the way that I live my life, the way that I've decorated my homes, the way um, that I dress. High low is a very important thing in a stylish life. Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. I mean, there are wonderful things that don't have to cost a fortune. And then there's beautiful artwork that, you know, is more expensive. But like that piece is, it's like so much bang for the buck. Again, it goes back to curating. You find these cool things. They don't have to be expensive. Anyone can be fashionable if you can afford to be fashionable, but only a certain few have style. And style, it runs the gamut yeah. and it's it's high, low, and whatever works in combination. Sure. A lot of buyers can buy beautiful things, but somebody who knows how to curate them, somebody who knows how to bring these pieces together so that all of a sudden they create a unique beauty or a different beauty. Is that part of what you enjoy about the work is being able to not just identify the pieces, but then how those pieces work in concert with one another, whether it's for your home or in an outfit. Absolutely. Yes. I think curating is about bringing things together that go together, but aren't Mm -hmm. necessarily made to go together and, Mm -hmm. and coming up with it, figuring out what works with what, and, and you may not have ever thought of that before. It's not, um, an, outfit you know you like back in the day you'd walk in and even still walk in and like this goes with this and this goes with this bringing things together that are all sorts of different metals different materials it brings layering together that really works and it complements each other and I wanted the store to to be um like walking into my home so you walk into my home and there's things that I have found traveling and there's different um, materials used wood and everything doesn't match and that's what makes it right. beautiful it, you know and it's right. unique it's different you don't live a garanimals lifestyle no is what you're saying no garanimals <laughs> no 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 that's so funny i actually thought of that when i was saying that i'm like oh yeah you that's know like hilarious. the little garanimals. <laughs> garanimals so funny for our listeners who yeah. don't know what that is look it up yeah. i don't know what else to tell you exactly Lori, was this all sort of intentional? Did you say, you know, you have three daughters at the time when you were first putting True Love Always together, you had one who'd graduated college, one in college and one well on her way. Is this something you always wanted to do? Did you want to have a retail store? Did you want to be an entrepreneur? Did you want to have your own thing? 
I did want to back many, many years ago, I wanted to open a clothing boutique. I love fashion. I've always loved it. Um, and in my heart of hearts, wanted to do it. I never sort of put pen to paper and went to town with it because I was raising three girls, very involved with their lives. And, um, and then I began doing uh, remodels and renovating homes. And that became my passion, really. And I learned so much doing that. But in the back of my head, I was saying, I want to bring some of this that I've learned all in one place. Um, and, but but it, it evolved over time. I kind of have put it to bed. I, I sort of was like, I don't know what I'm going to do when they are all in college or they're all out of the house, but I'll do something. You know, I'll figure it out. We had decided we weren't going to do another home. We weren't going to remodel and eventually sell and that sort of thing. So uh, this came at a, a really good time and, and it sort of landed in my lap. So Jeff, my husband, um, <laughs> you know him, so it's always hard to, yes. to be like my husband. Um, but for the listeners, yes. he just encouraged me to think about it. And he found a, a spot on um, Coast Village Road, Montecito, which is very rare. They don't come up very often. Um, and when they do, you got to grab them. Um, yeah. And so this space was an architect's office for like 25 years. And it was a three room just small little office that had not been remodeled in all those years. I loved the idea that I got to do what I do. My wheelhouse is going in and creating something out of nothing. So that was really fun. And it took about a year to, to turn it into a, to a retail space. Um, but during that year, I had to learn how to build a business. And that is yeah. a whole other thing. Um, just completely a different animal. What were some of the surprises there? Like, I mean, you knew that you would be good at buying, you know, curating what was sold in the store. You knew that you'd be able to design this, the physical space. What were some of the things that, because we know, like we know at this point in our life, we're really good at some things. Yeah. And there's some other things that other people are better at. <laughs> exactly. What were some of those things for you? I knew I could make phone calls and ask questions. I knew how to do that. <laughs> I mean, I know what I, you know, like you said, I, I know what I bring to the table, but I know that I, I haven't spent my life behind a desk. I think I mentioned um, earlier that I was like, spreadsheets aren't my thing and yeah. all of that stuff. So I really had to dig deep and find people that could help me fill in those blanks. And so I hired a business consultant who happens to be my dear friend, Lori, and we've worked on numerous projects over 13 years, um, yeah. have a great friendship, but also a real level of trust. And she knows business. And she also knows me really well uh, and my style and, and all of that. We have just a lot of things in common. And so I, I was like, you've got, I, I need you, I need you. And then I found, you know, you got to hire other consultants, just naming the business and um, putting together the logo and all of that takes a lot building the website, all of that stuff. 
I didn't know how to do. And you learn. I mean, you learn how to do it and you find the right people. Sure. You've got to surround yourself with um, people that are smarter than you at all the things you you don't know how to do. Sure. You just mentioned naming the business. I mean, given that everything in there is something that you would have in your home or that you would wear, we understand true love always. Like there are things that you love. But how did you come up with the name? Like, did you just lean into that or where did that come from? I had lists and lists like you do when you're naming a puppy or a child or, (laughs) and you're, you're like, oh, you know, it has to feel right. And it has to have some meaning to you. And my youngest daughter, Allie, and I, um, during her senior year, it was COVID and she was at home during her most of her senior year. And so we had this ritual of, of watching shows together and, it was just, it's so fun that it came out of something that I do with her. Cause again, that's, yeah. that's true love. That's true love always too. your, yeah. your, your kids, your relationships. Um, so there was something on the show that said it was about a couple and, and it was like carved or painted and it said, um, true love always. And I had her pause. I was like, pause it. Hold on. That's it. And when you hear it, like I had already thought I was going to name it something. We kept playing with it. It was sort of like settling. Yeah. And and this was like, that's it. This that's is it. One. I mean, and, and we call it TLA. It, it makes it kind of fun to, to call it TLA. And then our logo is fun. And it looks like it looks like an actual brand. Like you could yeah, brand it, it, you know, yeah, or a tattoo or. You guys need to make those little temporary tattoos so we can wear them when we come into the shop. (laughs) I really, really want to do that. I think that's so brilliant because then, you know, I'm not, I don't have any tattoos. If I were to get one, this would be it because it's just super fun and cool and meaningful. So I like the idea of temporary, girl. We're going to, we got to do that. You you heard it here, ladies. I know. I love it. Yeah, we're doing that. (laughs) And then there was also something that struck me when I went into the the boutique during your opening and you were kind enough to let me into the back office. And normally when people go back there, it's like, this is how the sausage is made and it's a disaster and it's a mess. <laughs> and it wasn't, it was beautiful yeah. and it was organized. You were very intentional about that space. Tell me a little bit more about like who goes into that much detail with their stock room? Like, why was that important to you? It's important to me because I can't, uh, honestly, and I've never, it's not a diagnosis, but Um, we tease. It's diagnosable, ladies. Yeah, yeah. it's called OCD. (laughs) Look it up, like you said. Um, But my kids, my husband, everyone, my sisters have always been like, you're Monica from Friends. Like yeah, you're, yeah. you need everything just just so. And it really, for me, it is true. For my mind and the way it works, I need order. I can't be in chaos. And I, I can't remember, you know, who said this, but a tidy home, a tidy space, a tidy office is a tidy mind. Yeah. And it's true. I mean, you can't get down to business if things don't have a place. And it's easier to to share that with you know to train somebody or yeah. share it with four other people or whoever's there if they know where things go and and you know i i love a good label maker it it explains to everyone you don't even have to say just no. look 
you know, here's, <laughs> here, here's, here's where the scissors go. Um, so it, it's important to me. I feel like anything you do needs organization and needs to be tidy. It doesn't mean perfect. Nothing is going to be perfect, but it does help you function. Yeah. Early on, I would go in and we'd be putting things away or tagging things and, and learning all that process. And everything was sort of a mess. Like, and I was just, it, it stresses me out. I mean, it really does stress me out. And I just called this company called Neat Method that I've used time and again in, in different um, projects. And I was like, I need you. And they are amazing. They, they just know what they're doing. They come in, they help land the items. So yeah. they just like everything gets a home and a label. So that way, you know exactly where to put it. And it doesn't matter if it's me or Dave, who's who's working for me or whoever. So it's great. And people actually, I have to say, even though I have the tick, you know, where yeah. I need it tidy, they appreciate it. Oh, it, 100%. It helps. Yeah. Yeah. Because then they feel like, oh, I know where that is. I don't have to ask. I don't have to go looking. I just, it's there. Like, you know, yeah. so it, it's great. It's, it makes sense to me. That's for sure. It's a great environment that you're creating for those who work with you. One, there's sort of a discipline in like everything has order. Two, when you come and go from the space, you have a sense of where everything is. You don't have to ask people. You don't just barrel in like the crazy yeah. the crazy owner. <laughs> exactly. You actually have created something that makes sense for them. And then it makes it really easy to train people. We have order, we have systems. And I think that's yeah. so, so much a part of a company's success is just, truly behind the scenes and how organized they are not just where the scissors go but you know that everything has a place we know where to reorder we know what to do with stock that isn't moving or that we need more of um yeah. and i was i was really taken with it because that seems to me to be something that companies learn about themselves year in but somehow you knew immediately this is because you know yourself so well you knew you knew that this was something that you needed from the onset you talk a, a lot and I love that you talk about the support that you needed to launch this. Like, okay, I'm going to put this kind of retail vision in action, but it's not because I know everything and I know oh. how to do everything. It's because I have a vision for it. I have one skill set that is kind of the hero skill set, which is how to curate things. All these other things will fall into place. But I also remember you talking to me about the tension between like, when do you just start and kind of throw caution to the wind? But also, when do you not waver and say, I'm actually not ready to open? We're not quite where we need to be. Can you talk a little bit about those two things and that tension? Because I thought it was really important for people to hear. I really believe that um, you have to go with your gut. And I, I was getting all sorts of advice like why aren't you open I can't believe you're not open still and I was like I have to be proud when I open those doors I have to really feel like it's me and 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 that took time that took a lot of time there was a moment early on with the buying process um, while I was remodeling the space where it was just me thinking of my my favorite things yeah. and um ordering and I would, I would, I had everything in my um, game room uh, on my, you know, ping pong table. 
And I started looking at it and some things brought me such joy. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we got that and that and that, you know. And then there were a few things I was like, was I asleep when I purchased? Why did I purchase that? Like, I don't even own that. I don't have it in my house. I probably wouldn't put it there. And I realized that I, I was listening to the noise. I was listening to mm-hmm. sort of unsolicited advice, well-meaning, well-meaning, but you know, like, oh, you have to appeal to everybody. You you need this or that for, for this group of people or whatever. And finally, I was like, no, there's a vision here. I started with a vision and I need to stick to that. And my business partner, Lori, said, Lori, people expect a certain level from you they they're the you know they're asking you what you love what you want what you wear what you put in your home and if you're gonna do filler it's not gonna work and it's absolutely true so I I had to rewind a little Mm bit um and really stay focused and true to myself and true to to the brand which is is the vision which was created by me so it's very hard and very um, easy at the same time to get swayed by everything you hear. And I just wasn't ready. I, I was like, I will open the doors when I'm ready. And then when the doors opened, the shop was ready. I was ready. It was curated the way I wanted, but we didn't have employees. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, well, we kind of do. I mean, we've got a little bit of help here and there. Olivia, my oldest, actually works for me now. And she she lives in New York City, but she's an assistant buyer. She's a huge help. She was here for the opening and all of that. But I hired Allie, who was home for the summer. And she and I hired a couple of other darling college girls. Um, one of my good friend's daughter, Chloe. And they ran the store all summer. So you have to be ready to open the business but maybe not necessarily ready for in other ways. Yeah. 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 And yeah. you kind of have to fly by the seat. I think there's something in that for anyone who's listening. Again, that tension of there's some things you want to make sure you kind of hit it on the head. And then there's other things that you just got to start. You just got to go for it and, and let them kind of unravel as they will. And be ready yeah. to manage them and iterate and fix and... Mm -hmm. Um, change up, uh, whatever is needed. You talked a little bit about filling in the blanks, the things that you don't know. And I have to imagine that so many people have watched you do this and have said, um, you know, good for you, Lori, you've started this thing. You, You were able to find some other people to come alongside you and help out in the areas you didn't know. But honestly, this is too late a stage in my life for me to start something new. What would you want to say to her? I would say that it's not, it's not too late. It's not too late to, to do anything that you set your mind to any dream. If you decide you're going to do something, it's a choice. It's, it's a decision. And if you make that decision, there are ways to figure it out. There's resources, there's friends, there's, people that you hire that know what they're doing, you know, bookkeepers and, and all the things, but you can do it. It doesn't mean you have to do it by yourself. I certainly could not have done this alone. You kind of have to remove the ego part of it and, and say, you know, 
I do know what I'm good at and that's why I want to do this, but I'm good at this piece and I need to learn about all of these pieces and I need to hire people to help me. And, and you just work together, you know, and then I, I have learned so much. So if I were to do it again, I would have a lot of the answers that I didn't sure. have, you know, a year ago. But every single day, it's it's a learning process. And it's a challenge. It is a big, big challenge. But but it is worth it. It's really, really fun. It's great. Lori, did you ever have a moment where you were like, in the process in the year plus of doing it all where you're like, I'm, I'm hanging this up? Yeah, I don't want to do this. Or what am I doing? Or because I think people think if you have that feeling, then it's all wrong. Your gut is telling you to hang it up. And I yeah. don't know that that's actually the case. Yes, 100%. My my husband, my my kids, my sisters can attest. Um, there were so many times that I said I was just like, why why am I doing this again? Like I'm 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 going into empty nest. It's supposed to be kind of chill. You know, I can tra- travel more, which yeah, uh, you know, that that hasn't really stopped because <laughs> that that's where I get my ideas anyway. But you do have to ask the question, why are you doing this? And it does come up a lot. And there there were days where I was like, I really, why am I doing, who am I doing this for? What am I trying to prove? What is going on? Um, but really, you know, at the end of the day, y- you work hard, you go to bed at night, and you, uh, you know, I take a beat, take a beat, pray about it, mm. think about it, sleep on it talk about it with a friend or your husband or, or your business partner, but don't quit. Don't quit. You, and, and don't quit right away. There, there is something to listening to your gut. 100%. If it's not right, it's not right. You know, there's no shame in, in pulling sure. back, but give it a minute, give it a second, because in the thick of it, you, you get bogged down and you're like, you know, it's too much, just too much. But if you just wake up the next day it's a new day. Great things are going to happen. Funny things, hilarious things, sad things, annoying things. All the things are still going to happen. But just keep walking. Just keep doing it. One step in front of the next and you will get there. And honestly, the feeling of opening the doors to to something you've worked on really hard and, and you've had those feelings, like the, the quitting and then you, it comes to fruition and yeah. it, it is the best feeling in the world. It's like, oh my gosh, I've succeeded already. Like we yeah. opened the doors. I, I did what I set out to do. It's yeah. awesome. It's a good I love feeling. It. I love it. And it is, it is awesome. I mean, it is objectively awesome. I've been in there and I've seen it and I've seen the work of your labor, but also that you, even in that moment, you're like, okay, we got to this point and there's, there's more learning for me. There's more ahead. And I'm excited for it. I mean, that's what I heard in your voice. I'm excited for what this is bringing, is going to bring. Um, but man, that was that was some heavy lifting. So there yeah. had to have, have been just so much pride in that too. Not just look how beautiful it is. And it's the vision that I had envisioned yeah. or is the product of what I had envisioned, but also the pride you feel in yourself for going through that. And, and you've yeah. got three girls watching. I do. And I I think that doing something like this after 40 and into your 50s, into whatever age you are, um, your kids are watching, you know, and by the way, they've been they've been a part of it with me, which is another thing that is so wonderful. Each one supportive, 
and a, and a part of it in some way. Um, and they're proud too. And it's wonderful that, that you can involve your kids, um, in something that you're doing. They see you struggle. They see the challenge, but then they see the, the end results. And it's been, it's been really fun to have it be kind of a, a family affair. From Jeff spotting the location to the girls helping you launch to now Olivia even working with you. That's amazing. And who knows what this will do for her career. She went into fashion after college and, you know, worked for Michael Kors and and was in events and then COVID happened. So she was on her way and then a lot of those kids lost their jobs and, and, you know, the world shut down. So this is an opportunity for her to learn. I mean, she helps me already with so many things that I don't know how to do, but she's also learning marketing. She's learning buying. She's learning, you know, just the interaction you you have with people. So I don't know where this will go for her, but it's fun for me to have provided the opportunity, you know? Absolutely. So I, of course, have to get us into our fast five. And there's a few things that I'm asking you here that will probably take a little bit more than a a quick minute on. But what's a favorite hack or practice or something that you do? And I know you're very disciplined by nature. So I'd love to hear if you have more than one, but something that you do that you think um, would be really helpful for women over 40. I think a lot of times uh, women over 40 or, or women in general, but mm-hmm. you know, you're raising your kids, you're giving, giving, giving to whatever, whatever you're doing, whatever it is, if you're a working mother, if you're not, and, and even if you're not a mother, you're yeah. just a woman over 40, make time for yourself. You have to make time for yourself and really intentional about it. Um, put it on your calendar. And by that, I mean, you know, if it's just getting in your daily walk, do it. If it's, if it's working out, like going to the gym, do it. If it's reading a book because you love to read, set aside the time. Any of those things, yoga, you know, anything to care for yourself, meditation, it is so important. If you, if you just give all the time and not fill yourself back up, it, it really is detrimental. I mean, I believe that. Mm. So I work out a lot and it's therapy for me. It's meditation as well as physically feeling good in your body um, and healthy, all of those things. But it's mind, body, and soul. And you've got to take care of all of those things. I mean, you are um, sort of a living example of, of those things. And I know in another conversation you and I had, you even talked about if it wasn't going to be sort of fashion or home decor, that you could have started a business in the health, fitness, wellness sort of area, that that's a really important part of your life. It is. It absolutely is. And it's for so many reasons. I mean, of course, I mean, I've worked out in some form or fashion and I've kind of done all of it over the years. Um, Right now, I do think women over 40 have got to pick up some weights. It's so important for our bones, for our muscles. And you don't have to do as much cardio. There's the yeah. beauty. I yeah. you think you do. Every, you've been told this your whole life. I got to get on the treadmill and it, it's boring or, or whatever. But 
pick up the weights. It, yeah. uh, honestly, it is life-changing. And it doesn't mean you're going to be bulky. It just means, you know, <laughs> yeah, you're going to have muscle, muscle tone. Yeah. Oh, thank goodness. No, I'm, I've been surprised as I've been sort of, you know, for Liberty and, and all the content we're putting out, trying to learn more and more about nutrition for women over 40, and surprised to hear all of the data around calorie burning with weightlifting. I'm actually going to be testing a program out soon so that I can share it with Liberty. So I'm excited That's to, to awesome. step into that. Yeah, yeah. It's exciting. It is exciting. Um, okay, what's a favorite? See, I told you guys our fast five wasn't going to be so fast. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, okay. and what's a true love always item that you sell that you just love? It's particularly meaningful for you. Well, the first um, call I made was to something called the Love Project, and that's this bracelet. Uh-huh. They support artisans all over the world, w- women artisans that make these beautiful products. Um, we have bracelets and, and uh, dog collars that I've turned into hat bands, which actually yeah. <laughs> is just the best. I love them. But I love the company. I love what they're doing. Um, of course, it. I, I knew, I mean, I wore the bracelets long before I ever thought about opening the store or naming the store or anything, but it really, it worked. It, I, that, it was one of the first things I said, oh my gosh, th- it, th- I got to carry these. And um, so it was super fun. It was fun that it was my first um, wholesale account. And I just love, I love their story. And it's not an expensive gift, but it's a super meaningful one. Yeah. And you can wear it. You can have more than one and give one to give one to somebody who might need a little love. There's something about it that's extra special to me. So that, that is meaningful. Um, There's many things, of course, I adore so many things um, in the store, but that's probably my, the one that's closest to my heart is the Love Is Project. Yeah. I happen to have uh, several of the bracelets. Um, I actually bought the wallets too for my boys. Yay. I'm so glad. So there's a few things in there. And I know you're not online yet with product, but if our listeners are interested in those products, can they call you guys? Can they DM yeah. you? Can they get a hold yes. of you? To, okay. So we do have Instagram. They can DM. They can certainly call and email. Um, okay. Email the store. In addition to Dave, my new manager, I also um, have a wonderful friend and um, assistant that works at the store sometimes too, Jay, and he's amazing. It's funny how I found these these two amazing guys because yes. <laughs> you would think it would be, you know, all women, but they bring something wonderful um, sure. to, to the store. And all summer we had the, the beautiful college girls. And so, hey, I mean, fashion and, and home decor does not discriminate. No, it does not. <laughs> but they, they will absolutely um, be happy to okay. talk to anybody and, and ship the things. We'll so. make sure that all of your handles and your email and everything is available in the show notes so people can access those. Great. Then there's probably, I don't know, I'm not on Instagram, but there's probably a picture of some of the love items, I assume. Yeah. Great. And it is a really cool project that I was looking through the book, I think, at your shop. Uh-huh. Do they work in developing countries specifically or all over? I think all over. Okay. It's amazing. It's a, it's a, it's a awesome, awesome business. And they keep coming out with more and they keep people working and they keep yeah. people making the stuff and it's fabulous. 
you are my friend that's full of mantras. You've always got a saying. Um, what is a favorite mantra of yours? Well, there are a few. <laughs> I told you guys. Yeah, but staying in line here, um, it's basically, you know, life is hard, get a helmet. And yeah. um, and I, I've taught my girls that um, over the years, it, 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 it's hard and beautiful. So be prepared. There's beautiful, beautiful things happening. And then there can be really, really tough things. And you have to be ready and you have to be prepared and you just keep going. So that's what that means is, is you know, put on your helmet or some people would say your big girl pants or whatever yeah. And, yeah. and keep moving, keep moving forward. No quitting. No quitting. That's not an option. Exactly. And that leads me into this kind of beautifully this next question of if you were mentoring your younger self and it's funny Lori at some point I was just kind of watching you talk and I was like wait a minute our mothers were friends when they were younger than us mm-hmm. our daughters know each other they're the same age like yeah. this is really an interesting time even and as I anticipated asking this question like what do you wish our mothers would have told us? And what is it that we want to tell our girls about midlife, about this season? Oh, wow. Uh, what would our mothers? Well, maybe I mean, not what our mothers have I said. know. I'm like, uh, should, they should have said. Yeah. What, what, they, uh, what they should have said. No. I mean, there's so, so much great, great advice from our moms, too. Sure. But since you brought up my mom, like, I, she, <laughs> she always used to say, pretty is as pretty does. And I think that that goes in life all the way. So when you're entering midlife, we think that it's really going to be tough because it is. I mean, there's some tough stuff that that we we deal with. And, you know, we're not 20 anymore. And there's a lot of things that come up. And I think you just have to continue to be true to yourself and be be who you are be you know be pretty and and that means mm-hmm. be kind be beautiful on the inside um and that that's a big one that my mom imparted on me yeah. but and i i do teach my girls that but there's this shakespeare quote that that i keep a little thing on my desk that that says to thine self be true yeah um yeah. and and it's the truth. You've got to start there. You start with yourself. And and it's the same with, with business, with anything. Look inside. What do you want to do? What do you want to say? What do you want to be? And you can do it at any age. Any age. Like, people should not be stopped because they think they're, they're past the point of starting something. You can always start something. Um, and it, you just got to dig. Same as yeah. you would have at 20 do it again. You can do it at 50. You can do it at 45, What you know, whatever it is. Yeah. I, I would tell my girls there is absolutely nothing you can't do. And you're showing them that as well. So you'll have the actions to match the words. Um, <laughs> so you yeah. talked about that moment of being so proud and opening the doors into true love always. And I have to ask you kind of looking back, how has starting up, launching, opening the doors of true love always liberated you? What has it done to liberate you? I think it's, it's very liberating to show yourself, Mm. show who you are, put yourself out there. Um, It's scary, but anything worth doing is going to be a little bit scary. 
and a little bit hard. I think it's very freeing to sort of invite people in. Hmm. Being liberated is confidence, you know, and it's, it's, it's whether you're doing it inside, you know, it's you or what you're producing or what you're showing the world. That's liberating. Yeah. It's liberating to, to be yourself. At the end of the day, that's what it is. I mean, there's nobody else that can be you. Yeah. That's it. So, and if you show it to the world, it's very liberating. What a beautiful way to end this podcast. And thank you for showing your beautiful self. I'm so glad that you've been liberated in the process. And in sharing your words, I'm sure that other women will be liberated to consider their own possibilities, perhaps launch something, perhaps start something new in a way that they hadn't considered before. And Liberty listeners, thank you guys for spending this time with Lori and with me. Again, we'll have all of the information you need about True Love Always. And if you're in Montecito, we'll have the address, but also how you can check out their Instagram and their website. And Lori, thanks again for being with us. Oh, thank you. This has been so has fun. Been so fun. Both, both, both times. times yes. <laughs> Cheers to the second time. Liberty listeners, we will talk to you next week. Liberty Road is broadcast on all platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and more. If you like what you've heard, Please follow, rate, and review Liberty Road on Apple Podcast and Spotify. It helps us to know if these episodes are inspiring and equipping your ventures. Liberty Road is produced by Netta Jones and Elizabeth Joy Windham and music by Jordan Flower.